everybody. Welcome to the final message in our series, Grudge. And we're asking a very important question. It's, why can't I freak myself? And that may seem odd because we were live going, oh, you know, too bad. Oh, we have these problems. Oh, I need to forgive others. But there's one aspect of all of these messages combining to this one. It's very important. You're going to have to forgive yourself. Yeah, it sounds weird. And that's why the long pause. I wanted you to think about that. And why do we have ourselves? Well, let's start from the core feeling that you have guilt. Guilt comes in two flavors, true guilt and false guilt. We'll get to false guilt later. But true guilt is basically, you did something wrong. It's going to haunt you. <laughs> and you know, it sticks with you no matter what. Even if you corrected the situation later, or you learned from that mistake, that guilt's going to stick with you. You know, stuff like, I drank too much at the party. You know, I can't, I, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, you ask God for forgiveness on that end. Saying, I won't do it again. But in a more serious aspect, you know, you can look at it from alcoholics, men and women. Just focus on the family. Don't, excuse me, to don't focus on the family, focus on because that's more. And there's drives for that. You know, you work, 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 but you're missing family milestones. You know, children, if you have it, you know, moments of holidays being together. Now, again, true guilt is where you've done something wrong. It haunts you. You remember it, but you move forward. Now, as I said, there's the second flavor, and that's false guilt. False guilt is the deadlier of the two. And I don't say that. False guilt is carrying something that wasn't your In the vein of, let's say, if you are the child of divorced parents, at one point, did you that you were the problem? That's false guilt. And we've heard it on the news and seeing it on TV and we just, you know, the, a person, uh, whether it be male or female, is mentally, sexually used or physically used. And we see them really returning back to the, uh, the abuser not the um, sexual, but the physical and emotional, thinking it's their fault. And when it comes to the sexual abuse, like the R word, you know, some of the victims there go, well, it's probably because my fault, because I was wearing something provocative or something like that. You know, something weird floats in the mind and says it's their fault. And I'm here to tell you, if you are a victim of any of these that I've listed, trust me, it is not your fault. You did nothing. Don't carry the false guilt. This is what we need to do as humans to, is to forgive ourselves. And many people think, well, that's kind of weird. You know, there's truth. How's that possible? Some people lump it all together. It's like, you can't really do that. You need to know because when you have true guilt, it's like, okay, I screwed up. I learned from it. We walk on our way. I know I'm myself, but it's simple. Because with false guilt, you are not at fault. We'll never be at fault for those actions. And we still need to forgive ourselves for carrying the false guilt. Because false guilt will always lead you down the bad path, will always lead you down a destructive path, and it can be very dangerous. So, no matter what type of guilt you're feeling, the one way you can find out that it's true guilt or false guilt, and you can recover from false guilt too, is when when we look at Second chapter 7, verse 10, it says, distress that drives us to God does that. It turns us around, gets us back to the way of salvation. We never regret that kind of pain. But those who let distress drive them away from God are full of regrets and end up on the deathbed of regrets. So, when it comes to true and false guilt, this is not saying one and the same. Again, there's two flavors. But when we take what we have feel guilty, stuff that whether we are, you know, it is our fault or it's not, if we look to God and say, you know what, God just take the guilt I, it's all yours. I don't want to feel this, whether it's true or not. This is yours. I can't go on. Tell me what I need to know.
help me get to the next step. Because that's what it really is. With fall skill, it's major healing. And with, you know, that's healing in a different factor. It's not a burdensome healing. It's more of a learning healing. So how can we hold this together? And where in the Bible does it say that we can differentiate the two? Easily. Let's look at Luke 22, uh, verses uh, 9 through 61. So Jesus has been arrested, and it is uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Peter who is you know, walking behind Jesus as they're carrying to Sima. And what happens is a uh, prophecy with this one. Who, hey, that's great. But I'm going to give it out to you for those who don't. So where we're at is, again, 22 verses 59 to 61. And it says about an hour later someone else spoke up really adamant he's got to be he's got to have been with him he's got galilee peter said man i don't know what you're talking about at that very moment last word off his lips a rooster crowed just then the master turned and looked at peter peter remembered what the master jesus had said to him before the rooster crows you will deny me three times he went out and wept and wept wept. i'm not going to use cried cried because when we get down to it Guilt will make us feel at our lowest point. That's why we have, as you'll see on our website, you know, our definition of religion is basically to go to for comfort during times of love. So, how is it that, and let me give you another, looking at Judas, there is a difference. You see, Peter's guilt is very godly. Why? Because he went, he wept, but he repented that stupidity, learned from it, and became one of the greatest leaders of the church. Okay? Really weird how that worked out, some people say. I've heard I, I've heard it from non-believers, but it does make sense. It makes sense. But let's put it into the next perspective. Judas. You know what happened. He betrayed Jesus. With Peter's godly sorrow, he was wrong. He's sorry. And, and, and truly sorry. And he repented. What happened with Judas is that his guilt turned into shame. This is a aspect, and it happens for true and false guilt. Because... Guilt says, I did something bad, whereas shame says, I am bad. And the enemy will take and connect all your actions and build it into the identity shame. So what happened? You know, Peter betrayed Jesus, but he repented. Judas, on the other, was caught, embarrassed, totally ashamed. Very, he didn't really ask, I mean, a lot of people say he did ask for God for any, but he really did repent. And that's in the Bible. I, you know, there are some stories in the Bible it doesn't really show that he fully repented and therefore his life and in the end here's where Peter and Judas had the same sin okay betrayal and again Peter godly sorrow God he went to God and said I'm totally stupid I am so sorry he repented and went on to do great things Judas takes his life because he looked at he was caught he got embarrassed and ashamed he let the world affect him as we've said throughout this whole thing you need to let things go and again as I said in the first one you know Disney princesses, you know, I'm not going to sing, thank you very much, because you don't want to hear it. And while my wife thinks I have a good singing voice, I will make to differ, <laughs> okay? But what you ha- what you see happen and turn around is when you have full repentance on your sins, because the shame is now, because you say, God, just, I've screwed. You stop, you don't really stop to the pass, but what you do is you go, yes, you take full account of your actions, put them in together and say, okay, is this false? Is it true guilt? Well, and is really the enemy using that false guilt into a shame area? Because if that's where it is, okay, acknowledge that. It's not to say you won't have guilt. You just go, I have guilt because I've been told something that I didn't. And God, 
I need your help to get me through this part on how to knowing that you're going to help me. And I've seen it happen many times. It's easy to say let it go, but in the end, you know, it's up to you to get to where we are with life in Christ. Is because we are our sinners. I'm a sinner, but he's a sinner. But do you let that sin progress and infect us because the world says you're a bad person? Or we go to God and say, you know what? I've screwed up enough times in my life. I'm going to keep screwing. Yes, I say this too. It's like, God, I keep screwing. Is there any way that I can stop this? You know what? Keep doing it. God's going to hear you and say, you know what? I hear you. <laughs> it's all forgiven. So to wrap this all up, I'm going to leave you with uh, two quotes here that have really been uh, instrumental on when I was going my divorce from my wife because she was my fault. And a friend of mine said, you know what? The enemy wants to do. He wants to take the past, show you what you show you you didn't do, because he wants to steal your hope for a better future. God does something different. God, in His forgiveness, it doesn't change the past. But what God's forgiveness does for guilt, with you forgiving yourself, better. And I'll tell you, I never believed Him until much later. And to this day, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm glad He knocked some sense into me. So that's it for this. Um, thank you for listening. See you later.